Hi, this is Dr. Jenny Seckler, and welcome to the Art and Science of Defying Aging. Today's episode is about the impact our hormones have on our aging process and what to do about it. Now that I'm in my 50s, I'm experiencing some not-so-pleasant effects of my own aging hormones. My skin's becoming a little saggy. I'm seeing some wrinkles. It's not really a very good visual. My energy isn't quite what it used to be. I'm not sleeping quite as well. All these things kind of got my attention to put the microscope on my own hormones. So I want to start by sharing some basics. The human body secretes and circulates some 50 different hormones. Your body's endocrine system controls and circulates these hormones. They regulate and influence our metabolism, the utilization of our nutrients, they support our sleep cycle, our muscle mass, our sex drive, our mood, and our energy. So they're critical players in how we feel on a daily basis and how we age. Anybody else remember Suzanne Summers in her hormone books? I'll admit that she was a little crazy at first with all her hormone talk, but over time, as I read the research and got through the half-truths that we're exposed to, I've learned to become friends with my hormones and learn the value of how to test them and how to support them. Anybody else remember the Women's Health Initiative? We all heard really bad things coming out, but then it scared me too. But after I put my head back in my books, I learned that we really weren't given all the information. Some of it wasn't even really correct. Now, I'm going to just cover a couple of um, parts of the Women's Health Initiative. But if you want to go back and actually read a really good book, I read it kind of summarized it all. There's a resource I'll put at the end of the podcast, but it's a book and it's called Safe Hormones, Smart Women by D. Lindsay Berksom. But to summarize just a few parts of this, that initiative, it was started back in 1991 and it was intended to run for 15 years and it was set up by the National Institute of Health. It was prematurely stopped in 2002 and suddenly HRT was regarded as dangerous. You know, initially everyone was so excited about the study. I remember that I worked with a woman who was in it and expectations were exceedingly high and hoping to learn good things. The intention of the study was to learn what to do about aging. Look at common causes of death and disability in women's heart disease, cancer, and bone loss. It was conducted at 40 clinical studies nationwide. It was made up of 161,000 women ages 50 to 79 years old. And the first trial was women on combined hormone therapy, 8,000 women on Prempro was horse estrogen plus synthetic progestin, and group 2 was 8,000 women on a placebo. Now there was a second trial, and that was made up of 5,000 women without uteruses who got estrogen-only Premarin, and only other 5,000 women were on a, given a placebo. Now it started in years past. In 2002, the first trial ended abruptly lots of bad press with information stating that hormone therapy was given the very diseases the hormones were supposed to or thought to treat or prevent. It was announced the risks were greater than the benefits and women got terrified. Women stopped taking it and doctors refused to write the prescriptions anymore. Ten years later, the second trial also ended prematurely in 2004 due to more bad news. It seemed to increase the risk of stroke while not helping the heart. From then on, estrogen therapy was really abandoned. From doing all the reading, I realized the truth was something that got lost in the translation. The study really had demonstrated encouraging results about estrogen and breast cancer that no one even recognized. Over the next several years, numerous well-respected scientists and physicians scrutinized the results, saying the results were absolutely wrong. They discovered the design of this study didn't even show what it said it showed. 
So the bottom line is that we're giving a lot of inaccurate information and we've all believed it for so many years. I'm not here to convince you to change your mind about anything related to hormones. I'm just encouraging you to ask questions and to spend some time really reading some good research about what the studies really showed us. So I want to move on and I want everyone to understand that there's actually a hierarchy of our hormones. Do you know what the most powerful hormone in the entire body is? It's cortisol. Now our cortisol is made in the adrenal glands. We have two pea-sized adrenal glands that sit on top of our kidneys and their job is to handle all the stress in your life. So when cortisol goes high or it goes low, it can wreak havoc in your body and influences the rest of your hormones. Now the next most powerful hormone is our insulin. We hear a lot about our insulin today related to our dietary choices. It's related to our metabolism and obviously related to our weight. The next more powerful set of hormones are our sex hormones, our estrogen, our testosterone, and our progesterone. And lastly is your thyroid. I often think of that like your gas pedal. Now, do you see why it might be important to know the levels of all of our, these common hormones? So let's talk a little bit more about what happens to your hormones as we age. Most of these hormones actually decrease in production and they lose the ability to be utilized as well as producing changes in our bodies in many areas. Let's get a little more specific. Let's bring into the conversation some of the more common hormones I think that people are familiar with that we mentioned a few of them earlier. Now DHEA is a hormone that the body makes. It's like a precursor to helping your body make all all of your hormones. Our sex hormones we just mentioned are estrogen, our progesterone, and our testosterone. Our cortisol or our stress hormone, our thyroid, and melatonin, which is what we often take at night to help us sleep. Now we rarely ever even test these hormones or even know how to support them. And typically, we don't even think about our hormones as women until we experience perimenopause or go through menopause itself. So the average age of menopause is about 51.2 while men experience their own menopause of a different kind that can also be very unpleasant. Now, honestly, we only pay attention, I think, because it gives us unwanted symptoms. Unfortunately, symptoms is what drives us as people. So instead of seeking to understand the functionality of our own bodies and how our hormones function and how they change and how to support them, we're just driven by our symptoms. And sadly, by the time these symptoms reveal themselves, things are pretty imbalanced. So I want to talk about one of the critical pieces that influence our hormones. It's called the OAT axis. It stands for the ovarian adrenal thyroid axis. Now I mentioned earlier the thyroid is like the gas pedal, and we want to press on that to create energy. Well, our adrenal glands is like our gas tank. So you must have a full tank of gas for your thyroid to create energy. And those adrenal glands, as mentioned before, their job is to handle all the stress in our lives. Do you have stress in your life? I know I do. And these adrenal glands can get tired and they can cause stress on the rest of our systems in our body. They can oftentimes produce fatigue, brain fog, insomnia, and just an overall decreased zest for life. And lastly, then your ovaries, as they also produce your sex hormones. They can influence the adrenals and your thyroid both positively and negatively. So what do you think happens if you keep pressing down on the gas pedal without gas in your gas tank? Nothing is going to happen. I think of this part of our hormones like a footstool. Each aspect, the thyroid, 
the adrenals, and your ovaries has like a leg to the footstool. And when one part gets unbalanced, it affects all the other parts. And sadly, standard lab testing is not sensitive enough to pick up these subtle imbalances, even if they are tested. But commonly, the adrenal glands are rarely ever mentioned or even tested. And typically, the thyroid is where everyone goes to test. It's commonly really only the TSH that's tested, which is really not an accurate indicator of overall thyroid function. It's a marker. But you also need to know your free T3, your T4, and a reverse T3, which is a big part of your overall thyroid function. All of these markers help to get a bigger picture of how your thyroid is really working or not working. I want to share with you a common scenario. You feel fatigued, for example. You go to your doctor, you get some labs drawn, and they give you a thyroid medication. You initially feel better. You're thinking everything is going well. You're grateful. But then eventually, that that good feeling goes away. So you go back to your doctor. They commonly will raise your medication. But nothing really changes. So you go back again. The labs are redrawn. Your TSH is redrawn, for example. And your numbers are fine. You're saying, you know what? Your thyroid looks good. And that's when the frustration really sets in. Because only one part of that footstool is being looked at. It's common I hear from many of my patients that they spend months and years blaming themselves and not really feeling good and getting so frustrated and sometimes just giving up. Just thinking to themselves, I'm just aging. This is just the way it is. But you know what? That's just not true. So instead, if you can connect with an integrative or a functional medicine provider who knows how to test all of your hormones and understands the changes that occur with age, then you're likely to experience an increased well-being and balance. The bottom line is this. Hormones are chemical messengers. They communicate with our cells. They should function as a balanced symphony. As we age, our symphony does not play as well, and our instruments need to be tuned and cared for. So first, just acknowledge. Our hormones are vital to our health and aging well. Knowing our hormones fluctuate with aging, while most decline, and oftentimes produce unwanted symptoms. Now, ideally, we should really start monitoring our hormones in our 30s. But we don't. It's rare that anybody ever says, oh, let's go ahead and check your hormones to see or get a foundational basis to see what you might be looking at as we age. It's usually about the age of 40. When I commonly see women, they start to come and say, you know, I just don't feel quite as well as I used to be. Things are just a little bit off. And what research is showing us is 40 is typically for many women, not everybody, but commonly when many women start to experience some perimenopause. They have mild subtle symptoms show up, but usually they're just brushed off to stress and all these other issues that we have in life. We don't get enough sleep. Our job is stressful. Our family is stressful. So we commonly just ignore those issues. So instead of getting them checked, we just say, oh, this is just my life right now. And those hormones become more unbalanced year after year. So a lot of times when women come in and they're in their early 40s, we look at their hormones. Most of them are already on thyroid medication. And as the example I mentioned before, they said they felt good early on, but then it just kind of faded. Well, it faded because nobody else did the rest of the work to look at the adrenal function and the ovarian function. 
Many times they told me they were told, well, it's too early for menopause. That's not your issue. And no one really ever thinks about the adrenals as causing a havoc or blocking the rest of your hormones from functioning optimally. They'll say, oh, get some more sleep. Now, getting more sleep is also helpful, but actually taking a really close look at the functionality of your hormones on a day-to-day basis can give you some really good answers as to why you might have some symptoms that are just not going away or changing. And the most common symptoms, again, are fatigue, some brain fog, just not feeling like the same energy that you used to feel like, some imbalance in your sleep patterns, just not really feeling that overall zest of life that I, that I used to feel. And hormones is a big part of what's really producing these imbalances. So regardless of whether in your 30s or you're in your 50s, your hormones are affecting how you think, how you feel, and how you see life. It's never too late to check your hormones. I know that I'm much happier. I just feel better overall now that I'm fine-tuning my hormones to play that symphony in greater harmony. So if you don't know, or you're curious about your own hormone status, connect with a provider that can offer you specialized lab testing. They can identify imbalances and support aging hormones through your diet, through your lifestyle, and offer bioidentical supplementation when appropriate. Because when you can offer these things, it often equates into healthier skin, more energy, better sleep, better mood, just an overall increased sense of well-being. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.